We are on Ksubis, Lamed Hey, Amad Alf, 35A2 in the Arts of Gemara on the first column. And we are continuing our discussion of different situations where Kimle might apply, Kimle might not apply. Uh, we just quoted in the last class the opinion of Ravdimi. Ravdimi said he was discussing the Machlokas, the dispute between Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Lakish. And he said, that there is the following argument. We know that there are case, different types of cases of kimlay. Let's say uh, a case where a person does one action and it leads to a punishment of the death penalty and a monetary obligation or uh, leads to the punishment of lashes or a monetary obligation. So then, or, or and a monetary obligation. And kimlay says that uh, one receives the uh, lashes or the death penalty, and there's an exemption on the monetary obligation. Uh, so there's a question of, well, when does this apply? Does this only apply in scenarios where uh, the person really deserves the death, they're going to really receive the death penalty? They've, there are two witnesses who see the action take place. They give a warning, and they come to court, and they come to court, and, and that person actually is judged and is deserving of the death penalty, and so therefore there's an exemption on the monetary obligation. Uh, is it limited to that case? Or do we say that it extends beyond that? It's it's not the punishment that of the death penalty that uh, sort of pushes aside the monetary obligation, uh, but rather it's the action that if, as long as the person does an action where in general, if there were to be witnesses who see it and they provide a warning. Even though in this case there are no witnesses, it's done, uh, we don't know if it was done intentionally or not, it could have been done by accident, but the person does the action itself. Uh, so then the action of the death, that, that would in general lead to the death penalty, or in general lead to malchus, lead to lashes, so then that will be, they'll provide an exemption for the monetary obligation, even if the person cannot receive it. The person can't receive the punishment because there are no witnesses, or there was no warning, uh, but still will apply Kimle. And so Ravdimi wanted to say that this is a, a machlokis, an argument between Rabbi Yochan and Rish Lakish, both in the case where uh, it's a monetary, ob- it's a it's a chayiv misa, it's the death penalty, and in a case where there are malkos, where there are lashes. We had a question on that that we discussed in the last class, and now comes Ravin. Ravin argues and he has the following understanding. Elikiyos Ravin Amar Rava says as follows. Everybody agrees, whether you're whole like Rabbi Yochan, whether it's Rabbi Yochan or whether it's Rish Lakish, everybody agrees that when it comes to the death penalty, that we will say uh, that it doesn't require actually having a judgment of the death penalty as long as a person performs an action where, in general, it will lead to the death penalty. But in this case, the person had no warning. We could person could have been doing it by accident. Still, there'll be an exemption on the monetary, uh, the monetary obligation. Kipligi, when is there machlokas between Rebbechon and Rishlakish? That's limited to Chayve Malkos, but Chayve Moshe Shogim Vidaracher. That's limited to a case of lashes. Uh, that Rebbechon Amar Chayev, Chayve Misos Itgosh, Chayve Malkos Loikosh, Rishlakish Amar Pater, Befer Shriptatora, Chayve Malkos. Rebbechon says that when it comes to lashes, it's different than when it comes to the death penalty. When it comes to lashes, one actually has to receive the lashes in order for there to be an exemption on the monetary obligation. That's the position of Yochanan. And we do not learn from the case of Chiyav Misa, of the death penalty. 
Rishlakis says, no, we could learn from the case of the death penalty. And so therefore, in both cases, as long as the person does the action, even if it won't lead to the result of the actual punishment, there will still be an exemption on the monetary obligation, which is fascinating because then there's no, there's, there won't be a punishment of lashes because the person wasn't warned about it, and there also won't be a monetary obligation. The person will just be able to uh, get off basically without any punishment from the lower courts. We obviously believe in um, Hashem, who uh, who has exact punishment and uh, judges uh, exactly according to what the person needs. Um, so so we rely on that. But with regards to the lower courts, there wouldn't be a punishment. Okay, just one point is that this comparison between Chayvi Misa and Chayvi Malkos between the death penalty and the lashes, and that there might be differences, certain similarities, maybe there'd be differences between the two in terms of how it plays out. It's very important within the broader picture of uh, these two different types of exemptions because they really come from different sources. Uh, they come from different sources. The Chiyav Misa comes from one source, which is the case of um, of uh, a person who uh, hits a pregnant woman and that if she if she doesn't die... Uh, so then uh, you have to pay for the, the, the damages because it causes a miscarriage and then the fetus dies. Uh, so you have to pay that obligation. But if there is a death, so then there's an exemption based on this principle of Kimlai. So that's what, like, when it comes to uh, a death. Uh, when it comes to lashes, it's really based on a different verse and a different drusha, the way they expound upon a different verse, which is that a per, the, the court, it's really, it sounds like it's more of a focus on the court. The court can only give one punishment. They cannot give two punishments. And there's a question in terms of what exactly is the relationship between these two different exemptions. Is it really one and same, one of the same, it's one and same idea? Or perhaps it's really two very different ideas and that we cannot learn one from the other and that um, maybe there are other differences as well, such as perhaps we've discussed this in the past, uh, when it comes to lashes, it's not so 100% clear that one receives lashes and there's an exemption on the monetary obligation. Perhaps we flip it and certain cases will have a monetary obligation and not lashes. Uh, we don't find that when it comes to the death penalty. There's never a case in the death penalty where we say pay and don't receive the death penalty. And there can be other uh, very important ramifications as well, which is beyond the scope of this uh, shear, of this class, but it's an important thing to keep in mind. Okay, asks the Gemara on Rish Lakish. Rish Lakish is the opinion that says that we can, in fact, extend it to the case of Malkos and to say that there's an exemption even if the person doesn't actually get lashes, but because uh, he does an action which in general would lead to lashes, uh, so therefore there's an exemption. Heichan Ripsatora, what is the source? Where is the extension from Misa, from the death penalty? So two different answers. Amar Abaye, Abaye says it's from the following. Asya, Russia, Russia. He says that it's based on a concept called the Gzair Shava. The Gzair Shava has the same word as found in two different contexts. Um, the word Russia in this case. And so, uh, because in one place it says Russia with regards to Vlosikhu Kofel and Nefesh Russia in the context of the death penalty. And then it also says with regards to in the context of lashes, Vayam Ben Akosa Russia. So therefore, we can learn from lashes from and compare and, and, and connect lashes with the death penalty. So just like the death penalty, this would be true, so so too when it comes to lashes. Rava has a different source. Rava Amar, Asya Maka Maka. It comes from a different source where we're connecting two different words. Uh, they're really connected. They're close to each other in the Torah. Um, but we're connecting different words of Maka Maka. 
Um, and the Gemara is going to, going to try to understand which, where, what's the context of Maka Maka? What exactly is that context? Uh, but Rava doesn't learn from the from the source of Abaye based on this other Gzereshava of Russia, Russia. Those two words of Russia, Russia. Even though it's important to note that uh, there is, there are connections that are made in other places in the Gemara, in other tractates, in other Masechtas. Uh, this is something that Tosus points out that Russia, Russia really does create a connection between. Uh, the death penalty and lashes in other contexts, but over here, Rava uh, doesn't make that connection, and Tosus explains why. You have to see Tosus to understand why. Amar le Rapapa le Rava. Rapapa says to Rava, Hi Maka, which comparison to the word Maka is this? Ilema umaka behema yishalmeno maka adamyumas, that referring to the Pasuk, the verse of hitting an animal and then connecting it to hitting a person, but hi Bektalik Siva. That's not talking about lashes. That's talking about the death penalty. Ella, hi, Maka. Maybe it's the following. Umaka nefesh behema yishalmena nefesh tachas nefesh. It's talking about when a person hits an animal. So then you pay uh, the monetary amount, whether it, uh, if it dies, so then you pay the monetary uh, value. But And then next to it, v'samachle, next to it, the, uh, the verse says, v'ishki mumba amiso kasher also kinyasalo. Uh, that the verse says with regards to a mum, doesn't use the word maka, which is going to be the next question of the Gemara, but it says the word mum, that the person, if a person inflicts a wound to his fellow, and he causes harm to his fellow, so then he's also deserving of lashes. If he lashes one person, so then he's deserving of lashes. So even though it doesn't use the word maka, which means wound, or, or, or strike, but he uses the word mum, which means a wound, so, so we're still going to make the connection. So ask the Gemara, how do we make that connection? It's not the right word. We can only make these connections if it's the actual word. This is, there's, a, there's, certain, there's a rule and a system to how we have drushos, how we uh, expound upon the verses, and uh, it has to be the same word. So the Gemara says, no, we have this in a few places, but it's the, it's the just, 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 sorry, the juxtaposition of um, haka, haka, that it's uh, close to each other. It's not the exact same word, but they both have to do with striking, an act of striking. So therefore, we're able to make that connection. We have this in a few places where uh, it doesn't have the exact same word, uh, but it's, uh, it's a similar word, it's a similar idea, and therefore we could make a connection. So asks the Gemara, wait a minute, what exactly are we comparing? Uh, what are we discussing here? Wait a minute. We're discussing with regards to hitting somebody else. Why did we say the entire time? For the last couple of weeks, we've been saying it multiple times. When it comes to hitting somebody else, even though maybe a person should be should be really getting lashes, but the halacha is everybody agrees to that you pay the the monetary obligation, the loss, the damage which was caused, and there is an exemption on the lashes. So we're going to learn to a case, we're going to say, just like by the death penalty, when it comes to death penalty, so then it's an exemption on the monetary obligation, to the case of lashes, to say there's an exemption on the monetary obligations. But what are you talking about? The case that we're talking about here is a case of lashes. When it comes to lashes, we pay. You have to pay, and there's an exemption on the lashes. But you do pay. So how, what's the connection? How can we even learn this here? So the Gemara is going to try to come up with a case where, you know what? Even though it's a case of a wound, you're causing a wound, you're, you're, you're hitting somebody else, but you still pay. Well, sorry, sorry, you don't, you don't pay. 
You don't pay, you receive the lashes. What's what's the case? So the more answers The case of this Pasuk is talking about a case uh, of this verse is talking about a case not where one causes a wound to the point where it's the minimal amount, what we refer to as a pruta, the minimal amount where uh, a person becomes required to pay that the court will recognize as a very small amount. Uh, so in that case, yeah, you would have to pay. But if it's even less than that, if it's less than a pruta, less than the minimal amount of how much a person would have to pay, a very, very, it's, 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 it's very insignificant. So then in that case, so then there's no monetary obligation because it's so insignificant. But nevertheless, there's there's an obligation to, uh, there's the lashes. So a person would receive lashes. So the Torah is telling us, in that case, that's the case where the person would receive lashes. So asks the Gemara, moving on to Lamed Hayam Abayz, the Gemara says, <laughs> okay, fine, you get lashes in that case, but so, so, it's not a case where we're basically saying, get lashes, there's an exemption on the monetary obligation, that's not this case. The reason why you're not paying here is not because, oh, you're receiving the lashes, therefore you're not paying. No, the reason why you're not paying here is because there's nothing to pay. It's such a small amount. There's nothing to pay. Uh, but if it were to be a case where there's something to pay, so then we tell you to pay. You can't bring a proof from this case. This is a case where there is no payment whatsoever. It's less than a pruta. So you aren't paying anyway. So what are you bringing a proof to this case? You can't bring any proof to this case. So answers the Gemara, no. Lo So what's the case? The case is where, again, a person hits another person. It's less than a Shava Pruta. It's less than the amount of a Pruta. It's insignificant. Therefore, they receive lashes. But that's not, that's not the Kimlay. The Kimlay is that at the same time, the person also, uh, rips, um, rips clothing. At the very same time, uh, they're ripping clothing. Um, and since they are ripping clothing, they have an obligation, in general, they would have an obligation to pay for that loss, for that damage of the clothing. But comes the Pasuk to tell you, comes the verse and tells you that no, there's an exemption here. When a person is deserving of lashes because they hit somebody else and there's no monetary payment because it's so insignificant, but nevertheless they hit a person, so they're deserving of lashes. And at the same time, there should be a monetary obligation because at the very same time, they are ripping up clothing, somebody else's clothing. Uh, so in that case, there should really be an exemption on the monetary obligation because the monetary obligation is from the clothing. It's not from the wound that was caused. Uh, and so the Pasuk is telling us that this is even in a case where, the, according to Rish Lakish, this is even in a case where there is no punishment of lashes. It's just because uh, there was no warning, there were no witnesses, whatever the case is, uh, there's no punishment of lashes. Nevertheless, since the person put an action of striking, of hitting their friend, where if there were to be witnesses, so then they would, that person would receive lashes. But it doesn't make a difference. It's not about whether you actually receive lashes or not. It's about whether per- the person did the action itself, whether it was intentional or unintentional. The person did the action itself that would, in general, receive lashes. There should be an exemption. So here, too, there would be an exemption. And this is the proof. There would be an exemption on the case of... Uh, the clothing, the ripping up of the clothing. And so then we would extend this to all cases when there's lashes and a monetary obligation at the same time. It doesn't have to be a case where one actually uh, get, receives the lashes, but even if it was just the action itself, even if it was done by accident, there would still be an exemption on the, on the uh, monetary obligation, on the payment.
Okay, that's what the Gemara says. We have a few more lines. Uh, the Gemara now returns back to uh, the original source that everybody agrees to, both Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Lakish, in terms of how we know that regardless of whether it's done intentionally or unintentionally, when it comes to the death penalty, again, we're switching over from lashes to the death penalty, where everybody agrees that when it comes to the death penalty, um, one does not have to receive the death penalty in order for there to be an exemption. It just has to be an action which would uh, have led to the death penalty if there was proper warning. Uh, but as long as the person does an action, whether it was intentional or unintentional, so then there would be an exemption. So the Gemara will ask on the source for that. That's the source that we had in the last class from Tana de Bechizkia. Uh The Gemara is going to have a question on that source. So Amar le Ruchia le Rava. Ruchia says to Rava, Ula Tana de Bechizkia de Amar. According to Tana de Bechizkia, the Academy of Chizkia, who made that connection of Maka Adamu Maka Behemoth, that just when it, like when it comes to a person hitting an animal, they have to pay regardless of whether they did it intentionally or unintentionally, uh, so too when it comes to the hitting of a person, then there's an exemption on the payment whether it was done intentionally or unintentionally. So the Gemara asks, How do we know that we're discussing a case here uh, where we do not distinguish between whether it was done on purpose or by accident? Uh, meaning that it's a case where it's done during the week. I could come up with a case where a person hits somebody else um, and uh, they're deserving of the death penalty, but there is a big difference whether it was done on uh, on purpose or not, uh, like if it was done on Shabbos. Let's say we're discussing the case of the animal, even the animal itself, and about uh, hitting and killing the animal. Let's say that was done on Shabbos. So when it comes to hitting the animal, so if it was done on Shabbos, I could, that, that, that's a good case where I could differentiate between whether it was done on purpose or by accident. Maybe when it was done on Shabbos, uh, on Shabbos, uh, there's a prohibition. You, one cannot kill. It's one of the 39 forbidden activities. If one kills the animal, so they're only deserving of the death penalty when there's a, a warning with witnesses. Uh, if there's no, if there's no warning, so then they're not deserving of the death penalty. So maybe I could have made the following uh, argument that we're discussing here a case of Shabbos. Really, we're talking about Shabbos. And I can even prove to you the opposite of what we were thinking until now. Now, when it comes to Shabbos, uh, this case is, will differentiate and say, when is there an exemption of payment? The exemption of payment is only when uh, the person is deserving of the death penalty on Shabbos, where there was warning. But if there wasn't warning, so then they would have to pay. That uh, this is a case where we really care about whether it was unintentional or not. Only when it's intentional, maybe... We should say that's when there's an exemption of the payment, uh, because this is a case where hitting an animal will have potentially have a difference uh, as to whether or not there's an obligation to pay because it's Shabbos, and the the, the death penalty only happens if there's proper warning. So they can, so so maybe we can't prove from here at all that uh, it makes no difference whether it was intentional or not. No, we could even prove the opposite. It has to be intentional in order for, in order for there to be an exemption from the payment. If it was unintentional, so then. Uh, you would still have to pay. Maybe we can learn that. The Gemara is about to reject that, but maybe you can learn that. The Gemara says, No, there's there's no proof. So what's the case here? Uh, let's say both was done in shop. Both of these cases, the, the hitting of the animal and the killing of the animal or the hitting of a person. Uh, so what's the case here? If it's a case where there's no warning at all, and that's when you pay. You're telling me that that's the case of the Pasuk, 
when the verse says that you have to pay for hitting an animal, it's on Shabbos where there's no warning. Only when there's no warning, uh, do not pay because you don't, the person doesn't receive the death penalty because it's done on Shabbos. Then you have to say that that is the exact same case as the rest of the pasuk, as the rest of the verse, which is about hitting a person. Maka Adam and Mayumask, where it's, and it says that when a person hit, kills another person, then they're deserving of the death penalty. Well, that can't be without warning. We don't give the death penalty without warning. It must be from the second half of the Pasuk that we're dealing with a case where there's a warning because otherwise the person wouldn't get the death penalty. So there is a warning. So you're going to tell me on Shabbos? That, so the first part of the Pasuk about hitting an animal, that was done on Shabbos with warning. It has to be a case of warning. The end of the Pasuk is a case of warning because the person gets the death penalty. So the first part of the Pasuk, which is dealing, the verse is dealing with uh, killing an animal where a person has to pay. That's also with a warning on Shabbos. So we see that, you're going to tell me that there's a warning on Shabbos, the person is deserving of the death penalty, and they still have to pay? Why would they have to pay? It's Kimlai. The, there's, they're, they're deserving of the death penalty. Uh, so then for sure there's an exemption on the payment. So it can't be talking about Shabbos. So the Gemara concludes, It cannot be talking about Shabbos. It, because if it's about Shabbos, it's when there's a warning. If there's a warning, so then if there's a warning and therefore the person is uh, has violated Shabbos and deserving the death penalty, certainly there should be an exemption from payment. But the Pasuk says that you do pay. So it must be that we're dealing with a case where it's during the week. During the week. Uh, we're just discussing a case where it's during the week. Um, and when it comes to during the week, so we compare and we say just like when it comes to uh, the killing of an animal, one would have to pay regardless of whether it was intentional or not, so too, when it comes to Kimle, when it comes to the obligation, uh, when it comes to the punishment of the death penalty, together with an exemption from payment, that exemption from payment applies whether or not um, the action of the death penalty was intentional or not, whether or not there was a warning, there still will be an exemption from the payment, and that is something which everybody agrees to, whether you're like Rabbi Yochanan or Rish Lakish, that everybody agrees to when it comes to the death penalty, the Machlokas, the dispute is when um, is when it's, we're talking about lashes and not the death penalty. So we'll conclude with this and we'll continue on with the Gemara in the next class.